Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Thank you so much for joining me once again on this program. I'm looking forward to diving back into the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. We have made it to chapter number two, if you can believe that. I'm looking forward to diving into what God has for us. I'll tell you what we're going to talk about It was and is a conviction. It's convicting to me. I have found the best messages, the best devotions, thoughts that I've ever brought. Normally, they're most convicting to me. When it hits the preacher, maybe, just maybe, it'll spill over and hit the audience as well. Before we dive into that, I want to tell you about some gospel tracks. This week, we're going to be talking about the gospel tracks that I personally try to make sure I have on my person. Gospel tracks that I have in my possession as I go about my daily life. Often in my travels, especially as an evangelist, I meet people here, there, and everywhere. Not too long ago, we were on a plane. My wife and our daughter Lucy, Emmy, was at home with the cousins. And we were on a plane ride coming back from California and had the opportunity multiple times throughout that day getting gas, was able to hand out a gospel tract. On the plane, able to hand out gospel tracts. When I got my food, I think we stopped at uh, God's Chicken, Chick-fil-A, there in the airport, in the San Jose airport, waiting for our plane. And after I received my food, I handed a gospel tract. I have about four or five gospel tracts that I try to keep with me all the time. So, let me tell you about the gospel tracts that I carry with me. One of the main ones that I carry is called, Does Anyone Care? Does Anyone Care? You will find in your Christian life, if you walk through life with eyes open and you are observant, you'll notice that there are people all around you that are hurting. People that are dealing with some inner pain. Maybe not just physical, but emotional mental trauma and scars they carry with them. This gospel tract that I have in my hand, it has a picture of a young boy with tears in his eyes, obviously dealing with a circumstance of life. It's amazing how so often we pass by people who are dealing with some horrendous things. And we as Christians, the one that carry the people of the book, the people that should be able to offer hope and joy and peace, the peace that passeth all understanding, the joy that it only comes in knowing Jesus. We walk by them and do nothing. We walk by them and are no help whatsoever. This gospel tract reminds me to be on the lookout for people that are hurting. Had the opportunity, I've probably shared this story some months past, but I was in my uh, parents' town. Uh, they live in Topeka, Kansas. We were visiting them over some holiday. It may have been Thanksgiving of a year or two ago. We were driving out of town, trying to beat a snowstorm, had to stop and get fuel on the way out of town. And there I was pumping gas and a car pulled up to the bay, the island beside me or behind me. And a lady got out, didn't seem like she was interested in pumping gas. No, she was absolutely distraught. She had a a cell phone kind of clutched in her hands. It was on speakerphone, so I could hear everything on the other end of the line. And this young lady was, sounded like she was probably talking to a boyfriend or soon-to-be ex-boyfriend, 
and he was just berating her, absolutely tearing her to shreds, insulting everything about her, her personality, her physical appearance, just how useless and worthless of a person she was. And there were tears streaming down her face. And very quickly after she got out, she was kind of just leaning up against the hood, listening to him while while weeping, and he basically hung up on her about 15 seconds or so after he got out of the car, uh, after she got out of the car, after this diatribe, this tirade, and she's standing there clutching the cell phone to her chest just beside herself. I happen to have a gospel tract like I'm holding in my hand called Does Anyone Care? And I took that gospel tract over to her. We had places to be. I had a schedule I had to keep. I needed to get home. I needed to beat the snow. But I'll be honest with you, more important than getting gas, more important than getting home, was taking a brief opportunity. And this is not a you know Pat Brother Micah on the back type moment. Any Christian should have done the same thing. Walked over to her and said, first of all, ma'am, I don't know what the situation is, but I said something to the effect that no one should treat you like that. I said, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to give you life advice or anything. I, I, you probably don't want life advice from me, but no one should treat you like that. But I do want to tell you that there, are, there is someone that cares. And I'd love for this gospel tract to introduce you to someone who cares. We're talking about Jesus, of course. Very brief conversation. She was not in a position to carry on an extended conversation. But the glimmer in her eye of, of, of hope of somebody just giving out a helping hand in, in the smallest way. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I did so little. But I answer the question: Does anyone care? You see, in this world, you and I, we are the hands of Jesus. We are the feet of Jesus. We have the opportunity to make an impact in an incredible way. I encourage you to do so. I talked about that gospel tract, Does Anyone Care, a little longer than I intended. But I'd encourage you to go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some for yourself today. BibleTracksInc.org. Order some gospel tracts today. Now, we're in the book of Mark. We have much to cover. Mark chapter number 2, verse number 1. We're going to read verses... uh, 1 through 5, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says this. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days. You, you'll recall that because of uh, his uh, healing of a leper at the end of chapter number 1, he was kind of forced out of the city. There were so many crowds and so many people, and, and the, the interest was so high, he couldn't even really go into the city. But here we say, here the Bible says, again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, And it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when he had broken it, when they had broken it up, and let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now we're going to get into the subsequent verses in just a moment, but look back at verse number one. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised 
that he was in the house. Now, I hope I've mentioned on a previous broadcast my hope and prayer that you have a good local church. If you don't, I'd love for you to reach out to me. I'll give you the text number that you can get a hold of me in just a moment. But think about this. If you have a local church, and what if it was noised? What if it was promoted? What if it was advertised? What if it was known that Jesus Christ, robed in human flesh, was going to be the guest speaker at this coming Sunday's services. I'll, I'll tell you, Billy Sunday wouldn't never seen the crowd that would, that would gather to hear Jesus. Billy Graham, uh-oh, the biggest stadiums in America couldn't hold what, the, what would be contained, the amount of people that would come, if Jesus was going to be the special speaker. Uh, it wouldn't be enough to get the local high school stadium, football stadium. It wouldn't be enough to get the local uh, you know, AA uh, baseball stadium. No, you'd, it, the, the, the biggest uh, um, NASCAR stadium racing with 100,000 seats, I don't know if that would be enough. If you said Jesus, and everyone knew for a fact, Jesus Christ was going to be the guest speaker, the amount of people that would come would be absolutely enormous, wouldn't it? You know, it's amazing to me that Jesus Christ, there, there is a time, there is a place that Jesus is the special speaker. You say, hold up a moment, uh, Jesus isn't around in human flesh. Of course, uh, uh, I, we can accept him as our Savior. What, what are you talking about, Brother Micah? He's not speaking behind your church's pulpit this Sunday. He's not renting out a stadium or an arena. He's not putting on a concert. No, uh, actually, every morning when you wake up, you have the opportunity to pick up, I don't know what we call it, the old black book. I don't know if yours has a black cover on it. Mine does. But you have an opportunity to pick up that Bible and open it up there's a verse, John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. This Word right here is God, is, is God speaking to us, I should say. This book right here is our opportunity to hear directly from the portals of heaven. I'm telling you, in your devotions, I hope you have them, Jesus is the special speaker. So I ask you, how is your attendance? Because if Jesus was going to be in your hometown, if Jesus was going to be at your church this Sunday, you'd beat down the doors to get there. You'd get there extra early to have a special seat up front. But it's amazing how often we, and I say we, I neglect and don't give as much attention to. If Jesus was speaking, we'd hang on every word. It was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, Mark 2, 2 says, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. Is there enough room in your prayer closet? Do you have room in your devotion time? Or are you just there? Are you locked in? Are you laser-focused on what God has to say to you? I want you to turn over to the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter number 63. I'm just going to read a verse or two from there. Psalm 63. I'll find it one of these days, right there towards the middle of the Bible. Psalm 63. I'm hitting every single psalm except for Psalm 63. There we go. Verse number one, the Bible says this. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. So, 
I ask you, do you thirst for God? I've already said it, but if Jesus were the special speaker at your church, you'd be there. You'd be thirsting. You'd be hanging on every word. But it's amazing. We have the opportunity to speak to him every day, to hear from him every day through God's precious word, the Bible. And so often we're absent. We neglect it. How's your devotions? Do you have devotions? I'd love to hear from you. If you need some practical tips about devotions, if you need to find a good local church in your area, where Jesus is preached and this book is preached, I'd love for you to contact me. You can text me today at 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. Greatly appreciate, as always, your listenership. I'm excited as we continue into Mark chapter number two, we're going to talk about preaching the word tomorrow. I'm going to ask you to join me on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you so much. Have a great day for his glory, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.